0: Oh my, what a disappointing game last night. Uh, Talking about Ohio University Bobcat football. They went over to Northern Illinois and lost. Bummer. But in three more days, we have another game. We'll be hosting Akron, 7.30 kickoff. I'm talking about February 10th. We've got a free-for-all today. Rodney's here. Good morning. Good
1: morning to you, Dave.
0: I've heard you over on FM a little bit, too. And (laughs) my, you are having a good time.
1: (laughs) Trying to have a little bit of fun. I wouldn't necessarily classify myself as a disc jockey, so to speak, but uh, certainly having a lot of fun getting uh, familiar with... uh, Uh, the music over there and of course the listeners man uh, really appreciate all the calls and stuff we get in there and folks calling in and commenting requesting songs and stuff it's uh, I really uh, uh, it's nice this is a nice market to be in i know like i say you know i grew up over in jackson just uh, a few miles from where we are now but uh, you know to finally be able to embrace athens and this community the way that i am it's it's nice i really i like i like this town um, I like the county, you know, all around the county. I, I'm kind of familiar with the county more than the city itself, but the more I spend uh, here in town, Dave, it's uh, it's intriguing. Uh, I didn't realize how much elevation change there was in Athens until I started going around and realizing that, you know, yeah. there's a lot of hills and stuff around. My, yes.
0: Well, anyway, it's a free-for-all today, folks, and uh, today is Wednesday, and it's February 8th. Well, let's uh, do our normal stuff. Uh, We'll do our date in history and that sort of thing. Um, Okay. So, in the year 1587, Mary, Queen of Scots, is beheaded. I just can't imagine that stuff. Beheaded at Fathering Hay Castle, something to that effect. Um, what was her age at that time? Forty-four. And, uh, why? She was, this was after being convicted of plotting to assassinate Elizabeth I in the Babington plot.
1: <sighs> yeah, see, I, I, I was reading some stuff there. She, uh, she had some historical, uh. You know, legitimacy, I think. You know, uh, uh, basically, I mean, she came from, obviously, royal royal blood and so forth. But uh, uh, the one thing that was her demise was going against the queen. So whenever that happens, uh, you normally, <laughs> you know, you ca- she kind of lost her head, literally. <laughs> literally, indeed.
0: Um, our next event would be in the year 1672, when on, on this date of February um, 8th. Uh, Isaac Newton, Sir Isaac Newton, as I recall, um, reads the first optics paper before the Royal Society in London.
1: Yeah, uh, I've done a little bit of research on the uh, whole optics thing, and I wouldn't necessarily say that I am, but one thing that caught me odd about uh, Sir Isaac Newton in particular was the fact that uh, he It says here he was ironically born the same year that Galileo died and is popularly known as one of uh, history's greatest scientists. Uh, many of the discoveries and theories in the area of light, color, and optics, as we're talking about here, form the basis of the current scientific thought. In in these disciplines, in addition to this, uh, his extensive extensive work in optics, uh, Newton is perhaps best known for his theory of the universal uh, uh, gravitation. Uh, You know, isn't he the one that uh, had the apple fall on his head, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, but uh, yeah, you know, uh, being born uh, the same year that Galileo died, and I understand that some historians think he was born on Christmas as well, uh, so... You know, uh, with Galileo's passing, I'm sure there's a lot of folks wondering, especially if they believe in, in reincarnation or passing on some genes and stuff like that. I'm sure that with the thinkers of that day, you know, uh, he, he was definitely ranking right up there with them.
0: Now, uh, in the what you pulled up about him, uh, does it say Sir Isaac Newton? It does. Now, uh, how did one become a sir? Sir, uh, was it, is it the same as just saying Mister Isaac Newton? No, uh, or was s- it does, is it a some form of um, government
1: recognition? Or I like? think it's uh, like it's a recognition. Uh, it's a res- uh, respectful form of address for a man, or a term for a gentleman. Uh, it's also used as a title for a knight. I knew ah. it, yeah, so uh, I knew it had something to do with, with that. Okay. so it, it, so he obviously was knighted, so you know, like Sir Elton John, who was uh, knighted as well. Uh, so that's where that title comes from. All right,
0: well, in 1807 on this date, the
1: Battle of Ilau, E-Y-L-A-U. Yeah, I think that's how, excuse me, how you pronounce it. Um,
0: That battle ended inconclusively between Napoleon's forces and the Russian Empire.
1: Yeah, uh, actually, uh, it was a pretty incredible battle. Uh, Napoleon did some pretty cool things. Uh, He basically had... um, Charged. I mean, it was one of the greatest charges they say in in battles. And he charged up through the middle of of all the Russian forces and was able to like uh, separate them. And then he came in around behind and circled them all at the same time and was able to like kind of capture them. And then like uh, the French came in as a reinforcement, which kind of evened up the numbers. There were like seventy six thousand of Napoleon's forces, and he sent them all at that you know in that first in that first rush and something like uh, maybe 76,000 Russians and and so forth when it was all said and done with the French and everything. Um, The battle actually ended, Dave, in a stalemate at about 10 o'clock that night because both sides had gotten so tired and weary of battle is basically what it boiled down to. And in the end, both of the uh, uh, sides lost about 15,000 of their troops. So it kind of evened out in the end the um um
0: they they do have a note here saying it was the first battle in which Napoleon was not victorious okay
1: but but did he lose <laughs> he didn't win but did he lose <laughs> well yeah <laughs> he wasn't victorious so i guess a draw is better than a loss huh? <laughs> i guess 19
0: uh, in the year 1960 on this date Queen Elizabeth II of the United Kingdom issued an order in council stating that she and her family would be known as the House of Windsor and that her descendants would take the name Montbatten-Windsor. The last thing of this nature, in 1971, Nasdaq, composite stock market, index debuts with 50 companies and a starting value of 100
1: i think isn't it like the i mean i think a lot of trading like that's where a lot of your high-tech companies and and things like that that are being traded today and i think that's uh uh probably one of the critical trading things there on wall street now it kind of changed things i didn't realize that that was as new as only 1970 believe it or not i mean uh, i thought it was a part of the stock exchange since like the early 1800s or late 1700s whenever the stock exchange started
0: i uh, truly uh, have very little knowledge of all of that stuff and um, i have a number of friends who are um what would you call it financial counselors advisors they have um uh, they can represent you in in stock purchases, purchases and trading and all that stuff. And uh, I just don't have a clue how that all works. But let's move on. We'll do some famous birthdays here in a moment. Uh, Rodney's working on a computer here also. Well, we're doing like triple duty at the moment. <laughs> and uh, normally we're only doing six things at once. But we got uh, three, three right now, um, folks. You may have noticed that CBS was absent this morning. We're not, we're not, we're trying to figure that out. So we, several other staffers are too. So, we don't know what's going on, whether CBS is having problems again, or, or, um, is it something in the way of our receiver? In any case, let's go on with these famous birthdays. Uh, not too many names I know today. Dimitri Mendeleev, Mendeleev, um He was born on this date in 1834,
1: and he died in 1907. Now, he was a Russian chemist and inventor is what he was. Okay. Uh, best known for formulating the periodic law and creating a version of the periodic table of elements. Uh, he used that periodic uh, peri- periodic law not only to correct the then accepted properties of some known elements such as uh, valence and atomic weight of uranium, which I'm glad that he was able to do that so it could help scientists out in making sure uh, the right decisions and, and the right formulas in the future, but he also uh, predicted the properties of three elements that were yet to be discovered, and I'm I'm not real sure what those yeah. elements were, but well, that's pretty impressive, though. I mean, it sounds like it. Yeah.
0: Okay. The next uh, famous birthday is Tunku Abdul Rahman, and R A H M A N is the spelling of his last name.
1: Yeah, he was uh, a Malaysian statesman and lawyer. He was actually the first prime minister of Malaysia and the head of government. Oh. Yeah, uh, of its uh, predecessor uh, states from 1955 to 1970. He was the uh, chief administrator of the Federation of Malaya from 1955 to 1977, and he supervised the uh, independence process that culminated uh, as Malaysia's uh, that culminated, I guess, on October 31st, 1957, a little before my time. But uh, as Malaysia's first prime minister, he dominated politics for the fir- uh for the first, for at least 13 years of that before uh, other parties started coming in and sorting things out there. But very influential over there, in Malaysia, obviously.
0: Well, um, yeah. Well, I guess I haven't even mentioned yet that he was born on this date in 1903. He died in 1990. Lana Turner. Yeah. Lana Turner, born on this date in 1921.
1: She died in 1995. Um, Actress, right? Um... She was uh, a fashion stylist and collector is what it says here. Okay. Uh, and an American actress. Yeah. She had a 50-year career. She achieved uh, as both a pinup up model and a film actress. Highly publicized uh, personal life as well. Uh, in the mid-1940s, she was one of the highest paid actresses in the United States and one of metro goldwyn Myers, MGM's biggest stars, with her films earning more than 50 million dollars for the studio during her 18-year contract with them in in that in that funny 50 million dollars and obviously time that was a lot of money but to think about it now how uh one film at 50 million dollars wouldn't even i don't think cover the cost of what (laughs) what a film is
0: yes yes
1: um can
0: you name one or two films that we might recall uh, maybe, maybe, maybe that's in another story.
1: But uh, they won't forget. I think is one of them. She was also in the leading lady in Johnny Eager, Okay, uh, Zagfield Girl. I'll find you. Uh, she was also in the horror film Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde in nineteen forty one. That one I would recall. Uh, the Postman always rings twice. Yeah, you might. Peyton. She was also on Peyton Place, I guess, a few times and um well that's uh, that's a good list yeah she she was obviously very popular
0: okay in the last (laughs) of our famous birthdays for today uh is william tecumseh sherman born in 1820 on this date died in 1891 who was that william william tecumseh sherman
1: yeah very uh i well we we all know him of course as uh As a general and everything, but uh, one of the things that strikes me about uh, Sherman, uh, it was his given name, uh, Tecumseh, William Tecumseh Sherman. According to Sherman's memoirs, he was named William Tecumseh, his father having caught a fancy for the great chief of the Shawnees, Tecumseh, Um, however... uh, Lloyd Lewis's 1932 biography claimed that Sherman was originally named only Tecumseh and that he acquired the name of William at the age of 9 or 10 when he was baptized as a Catholic at the behest of his uh, foster family. Uh, what happened was his father passed away when he was like nine years old of typhoid fever, and he was in Lancaster. One of the, his neighbors there in Lancaster, I guess, was the one that was basically that, that raised him. So whenever they baptized him into the Catholic religion, they gave him a uh, Christian name of William mm. and added that to Tecumseh.
0: Uh, Two famous deaths occurred on this date, um, but in previous years, of course. First off, Mary, Queen of Scots, born in 1542. She died on this date, November 8, 1587. Um, We probably know about her.
1: Yeah, we actually talked about her uh, at the beginning, if I'm not mistaken. She was uh, uh, one of those uh, first... uh, First, uh, uh, Actually, the first person we talked about. Uh,
0: Did I? Yeah. my. Um, um, yes. Because she was beheaded.
1: Yeah, because uh, as a great-granddaughter of uh, Henry VII of England, Mary had once claimed Elizabeth's throne as her own and was considered the legitimate sovereign of England by <coughs> many English Catholics, including participants in a rebellion known as the Rising of the North, Uh, Perceiving Mary as a threat, Elizabeth (coughs) had her uh, confined, (coughs) excuse me, in various castles and manor houses in the interior of of England. After 18 and a half years in captivity, Mary was found guilty of plotting to assassinate Elizabeth in 1586 and was beheaded the following year. So I didn't realize, I mean, that was not, you know, that wasn't something that happened overnight. That was a process of 18 years. So, Wow. Interesting. And depressing. Uh, Yes, absolutely. Uh,
0: The only other thing we have to mention along these lines is Peter the Great. He was born in 1672. He died on this date of February 8th, but the year was 1725. Peter the Great.
1: Yeah, Peter was a uh, czar of Russia, Uh, most commonly known as Peter the Great, as we said. uh, uh, A Russian monarch who ruled... uh, from uh, May of 27, I believe is what it's saying, or 1682 to 1721, and sub- subsequently the Russian Empire until his death in 1725. So he, uh, And he was also inter- instrumental in bringing, uh, expanding Russia and bringing it into uh, as a European superpower, basically, is what it boils down to.
0: On another report, I see just an odd statement, and i I don't have a clue what they're getting at, but it says in the eighteenth century, Englishmen went into panic when London, of all places was hit by earthquakes yeah. on on this date and then they had the sentence but there but was there a stronger force than Mother Nature at work?"
1: ha. Huh. So yeah. they're thinking that maybe
0: I don't know what they're thinking, but I, I I just see this and it makes me go, huh? What are they getting at?
1: Hm. Yeah, sounds like conspiracy theories way back then. Yeah, <laughs> they could have been trying out some new some new weapon technology or something back in the day or something along those lines.
0: Well. Uh, I guess um, everybody's probably aware that the Super Bowl is on Sunday. And um, I I brought in some things about the Super Bowl. And these are, I don't know, they're supposed to make you chuckle or smile or laugh, right? So um, here are some um, Super Bowl statements. Corona needed to spend millions of dollars on advertising at the Super Bowl. Why? It went viral. You get that? Okay. Which players at the Super Bowl jump higher than the goal posts? Well, all of them, because goalposts don't <laughs> jump at all.
1: You see? <laughs> That's a good one, Dave. Okay. <laughs> I did like that one.
0: What kind of food is served at to the Super Bowl players? Mm, fast food. Ah, yeah. <laughs> right? They have to be, right? Since they are so fast. Um, why can't Tom Brady listen to any music? Why? He broke all the records. Oh. (laughs) Why was Tiny Ghost asked to join the
1: team? Tiny Ghost? I don't know. Why would he be asked to join the team? They needed a team spirit. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and where do hungry football fans eat uh con- you might uh, say, I, concessions dan I from the super Bowl oh see <laughs> I, I thought I thought you were going to
1: get that one no no, I missed that one too.
0: A football player asked his coach to flood the field. Why? To go in as a sub.
1: (laughs) This is an episode of bad dad joke theater. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: What is the similarity between football players and possums? Oh, I don't don't know. They play dead at home only to get killed on the road. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see here. I got some more. What made the NFL coach hit the broken vending machine?
1: Mm. <laughs> I don't know. He
0: wanted his quarterback. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what makes Super Bowl stadiums so cool? Bob. Uh,
1: Open air, (laughs) wintertime. They're full of fans. Oh, geez. So you you get the idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) Maybe you'll get one of these ahead of me. How did the Eagles win the Super Bowl? Mm. They are talented. Oh, geez. That one was reaching. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why was the football stadium so hot after the game? Because the
1: fans left. Yes. See? I got one. Yeah.
0: Um, Let's see. Who is always happy on Super Bowl night? The winning team? The cheerleaders. (laughs) I I don't know where they're going there. I don't get that one either. We'll, We'll let it pass. Question. Where do athletes get their game jerseys? Uh, locker room? It says New
1: Jersey. Oh, oh, oh gosh. <laughs> that's, that's not all that good. Okay. Oh. Um, that, that deserves the uh, uh, maybe an Ed McMahon laugh. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, right. poor Johnny. Oh, oh,
0: oh. <laughs> Why don't skeletons go to the Super Bowl? Um they have no guts. Well you're basically on it. They have no body. <laughs> when is a Super Bowl player equivalent to a judge? Hmm. When sitting at the bench. <laughs> I don't know if I should have pulled these or not. (laughs) Uh, The next one. In what way is the mailman
1: and the Super Bowl team similar? Uh, It has to be something with the delivery, on-time delivery. Both do not deliver on Sunday night. (laughs) Sounds like the team I'm rooting for. (laughs) I'm not rooting for anyone. (laughs)
0: Uh, I don't know about this next one. Why don't women play at the NFL? I don't know, Dave. Why don't the women play at NFL? What kind of woman goes out dressed like 10 others?
1: (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) It's it's a better one, yes. I like that one. Um,
0: How has the declining economy affected the Super Bowl? I don't know. They no longer do a coin toss. Now they do rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> it's getting bad. <laughs> you know, we had one good one a moment ago, but anyway, what dessert is served on Super Bowl night? A sundae. Oh. <laughs> what is the difference between Minnesota Vikings player and a dollar bill?
1: Uh, it's probably something to do with it. Since I, <laughs> you can get four quarters
0: out of the dollar. Oh, cup. that's good. Okay, <laughs> that's a good one. Which Which NFL player is the easiest to hit with the football? Ah, uh, the receiver. Yeah, the wide receiver. <laughs> Oh, well, I guess that's fair enough.
1: (laughs) There were some good ones in that one. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) I like that one about the women dressing up like ten (laughs) others. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, um,
1: did you have the opportunity to watch the State of the Union Address? No, I missed that. I don't know whether I'm happy I did and I or sad that I didn't and I haven't even uh, I didn't even turn on the news this morning I had uh, my nephew came in from Kentucky last night and uh, he came up for coffee this morning so uh, didn't even didn't even turn the tube on or news on this morning. So tell me Dave, are we in a good state of union or are we in despair?
0: Well, Folks, I don't want to sound like I'm taking sides or anything. Um, in my lifetime, I've when I've served office, I was a registered Republican. Um, and but the re- re- Republican-Democrat thing is not a big deal for me. Um, I think people. I, I believe in people, not what they're affiliated with. You know what I mean? Anyway, I was quite impressed, in a good way, with President Biden's State of the Union Address. Um, I have attended one of those. I can't remember what year it was. But I was up in the balcony. And you can you know when when the President would make a remark or a statement or a projection, and people would stand and applaud you know it was most often from the same party as right. the president and the others would sit still sometimes they would um, do you know maybe clap, but um, they try to put on kind of a silent scene Uh, last night I was a little bit disturbed by the shouting outs there were people on the other side of the aisle as the expression goes and in the audience who occasionally um, I don't think they were booze but it like, you know, or it, 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 I just, it troubled me a little bit.
1: Yeah, it, and rightfully so, because, you know, from my impression of, you know, history, um, what it's oftentimes been is it's an opportunity, even at times when there's not unity uh, among the parties, oftentimes I can recall seeing you know, what you're talking about instances where both parties actually would get up and applaud, uh, you know, a number of things that were were said, uh, unless I'm remembering it wrong for some reason, but it just seems like that. And, and from what my understanding was, it was a way for uh, the U.S. government to kind of show unity uh, of, you know, uh, at least our system uh, to the rest of the world. But, uh, you know, obviously, I think that that kind of has swayed and changed over the years but uh uh, it it is kind of disturbing dave you know i mean regardless of which side of the fence uh we're on uh there's certain forms and certain places where things i think are appropriate and some things are inappropriate and i I just have to think that just from a historical standpoint Mm -hmm, and, mm and and you know just uh tradition that was very uh very alarming to me i think
0: yeah. Well, let's talk about it a bit. The pre- President Biden used his State of the Union speech to portray the U.S. as a country in recovery. And he is right that there has been a lot of good news lately. Price increases have slowed. COVID deaths are down about 80% compared with a year ago. Ukraine is holding off Russia's invas- invasion. Congress passed legislation addressing climate change, infrastructure, and gun violence. And a good bit of it was bipartisan. What Biden did not emphasize last night was that the U.S. also faces a lot of uncertainty. Depending on what happens over the next few months the current moment may end up looking like a temporary high point for the country and Biden's presidency or another step toward better times. So let's, let's uh, dig into a few of these things. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I'm trying to edit some stuff as we go here. Okay, Um, this section is called the Republican House. Biden spent much of his speech celebrating bipartisan accomplishments from from the last year, including funding for scientific research, electoral overhaul, and same-sex marriage protections. We're often told that Democrats and Republicans can't work together, the president said. But over the past two years, we've proved the cynics and the naysayers wrong. That's a quote. But that bipartisanship was before Republican t- Republicans took control of the House. And they have been clear that they intend to stifle Biden's presidency. I don't understand. Anyway, they have already started investigations into his son's dealings, business dealings, and the influx of migrants at the U.S.-Mexico border. The biggest source of uncertainty is the clashes Republicans have promised over spending. Those fights could lead to government shutdowns or worse, financial calamity. If Congress fails to increase the nation's debt limit, what about inflation? Uh, boy, this looks different.
1: Yeah, I know. That's what, <laughs> that's what I'm I just
0: looked do. up at a computer screen that we use all the time and it's all different. Okay, well, I'll keep going here. What about inflation? The rate at which prices have been rising, or inflation, has now cooled for six straight months. But inflation is still high. America's central bank, the Federal Reserve, targets an annual rate of roughly 2%, and its preferred inflation measure is still closer to 5%. The labor market also remains very hot, with last week's job report putting the unemployment rate at its lowest level since 1969. A historically low unemployment rate is normally good news. But in an economy with high inflation, a tight labor market can lead to even higher prices. The Federal Reserve could respond by trying to slow the economy, which could cause a recession. Once again, we're we're really talking about points that were discussed in the President's State of the Union address last night. The next topic, war in the Ukraine. Ukraine has done much better in its fight against Russia than most analysts expected. Where is it? Scam. That's what I need, a scam. Okay, back to the story. Um, Ukraine has done much better in its fight against Russia than most analysts had expected. But will will the Ukraine continue to hold out? It is genuinely an open question. Russia has redoubled its efforts, drafting hundreds of thousands of men to the battlefield over the last few months. Vladimir Putin's forces are planning a renewed offensive in eastern Ukraine, where the fighting has become particularly bloody as Russia tries to take the city from Bakhmut. Ukraine has defied expectations so far and could continue doing so. But if Ukraine falls, it would signal to the world that the autocrats can get away with invading democratic countries. It would suggest the Western alliance isn't as powerful as it it once was. Shifting global power away from democracies like the U.S. and members of the EU, and toward authoritarian powers like Russia and China. And for Biden, it could damage his standing domestically and globally, much as America's messy exit from Afghanistan did. What about crime? Uh, These are all topics that were addressed last night by the president. Murders quickly spiked over 2020 and 2021, spawning fears of a new national crime wave. Then good news came in 2022. Murders declined by 5% in the country's largest cities. But as experts often say, one year does not make a trend. Murder rates are still about 30% higher than they were in 2019. Hmm. Other types of crimes, including robberies and thefts, increased last year as well. The crime data speak to the uncertainty the U.S. faces on all of these topics. The trends are good, but not good enough to fully reverse the problems of recent years. Well, let's see here. More about the speech. Biden touted the low unemployment rate and said that bipartisan bills to improve infrastructure and grow high-tech manufacturing would create even more jobs. He even um, spoke a good bit about Columbus, right up the road from us, with that new, um, on a new Albany area where they're putting in that huge new integrated circuit plant. And,
1: yeah, that's uh, big stuff. Yeah,
0: going on. Republicans heckled Biden and called him a liar when he said members of their party wanted to send wanted to end. Social Security and Medicare. He argued back, leading to a back and forth rarely seen in these speeches. Um, it was it was really unusual to see that happen, and, yeah. he- and to hear it. Biden's call for consensus amounted to the opening of a reelection campaign he plans to formally announce by spring.
1: So he basically said that he would be running again for president. uh
0: he has not said that, oh, okay, but he says by spring he will okay <laughs> now we just don't know what his where whether he's going to say yes or no to re- running again. Let's see here um. Okay, Biden's call for consensus amounted to op- the opening of a reelection election campaign. Um, a, that's a repeat of what I was just saying, that he formally announced by spring. Mitt Romney scolded George Santos, the New York representative who fabricated parts of his resume, telling him that he shouldn't have been there. Another point. The Republican rebuttal of Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders of Arkansas centered on culture war issues accusing Biden of surrendering to the woke mob. (laughs) Well, there's a couple more things we could go over here. Uh, This is commentary on the speech. Smart of Biden to start the speech with conciliation and working together. Henry Olson said that from the Washington Post. Another one. Biden made perhaps the best speech of his presidency. The heckling from Republicans only helped make his points. Susan Glasser from um, The New Yorker uh, tweeted that. Another, Joe Biden's sparring with the crowd and winning wasn't something I expected. Adam Kissinger um, is said to have said that. He's a former Republican representative. Biden's speech that he's delivering the infrastructure spending and economic nationalism Donald Trump promised is a potent case for reelection. Um, Ross Dossett right? that wrote that
1: statement. Pretty popular fellow today there, Dave. And, and I, <laughs>
0: Normally people know not to call me during mm. 9 to 10. Anyway, um, Rostov, is with the Times Opinion. Another one, Jessica Valenti tweeted, What did he say on abortion that was new, powerful, energizing, or reassuring? Nothing. As she goes on, if I can articulate my pages here, Uh, It came across as an afterthought. And um, I guess the last thing like this is uh, Biden spent most most time discussing the economy, followed by infrastructure. Cheesy peasy. (laughs) Followed by infrastructure, policing, and taxes. Who said that? NBC. Okay, now, you folks, I grab my cell phone, and I'm trying to make it come to life, and I'm trying to turn down the volume. Okay, done, I think. Okay, the the death toll in Turkey. We're moving on now. Um, At this point, 11,000 people.
1: Yeah, uh, again, I said it yesterday. I'm afraid that this this one might be even worse than that, even. It might eclipse the 20,000 or 18,000, I think, that we talked about that uh, lost their lives in 1999. It's, this, this seems so much worse.
0: So thus far, crews have rescued more than 8,000 people in Turkey. But the, it, it is the third day now. Of trying to find survivors, or you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. And hope is dwindling. Many of the victims are children. In one case, rescuers saved a baby who was born in the rubble. One man heard his brother's voice from the wreckage of a collapsed building. A bittersweet rescue followed. Well, we could uh, tell you much more about that, but um, there's other things to mention too, other topics that is. Artificial intelligence. Microsoft is incorporating AI chatbot into its search engine, beating Google to what could it be the next revolution in Silicon Valley. I really, I, I mean, we've talked about chatbot and that sort of thing but i i've not s- witnessed it
1: yeah i you know i i wonder if i have witnessed it because i'm i know that they've got some pretty good uh automation systems in chat uh they go on keywords and things like that and Uh, You know, there's been a few that have fooled me uh, for probably uh, a good portion of the conversation before I start to realize that it is an automated response, you know, just keying in on some of my uh, keywords. Uh, It makes, whenever you realize and recognize that, it makes it easier. But from what I understand, uh, AI is a... uh, um, is actually a learning program so they are learning more and more so if they develop their own personalities like science fiction movies and things like that lead us to believe that is very possible uh that could get really scary in a sense because uh but it could also
0: be very good
1: absolutely
0: you know it's anything that one develops
1: can be misused or, Absolutely. or used to the good. Absolutely. The same that you know that's what you can say about a knife. You can use it for good or you can use it for evil. A gun, you yeah. can use it for good or you can use it for evil. A pencil, you can use it for good or you can use it for evil. Um
0: and there will always be people who will try each.
1: Absolutely.
0: Anyway, um, they have another thing here. It says deep fake videos of fictitious news anchors are spreading disinformation. That's uh, that's so troubling. Mhm. And it's we, set- don't, we have enough people that spread the word wrong. Right. Why do we need to have people purple, purposely doing it through the social media and things like that. I don't... Well, anyway, let's move on. Other big stories. The Memphis Police Department said one officer killed in the... Rather, one officer charged in the killing of um, Tyree Nichols sent a photo of bloodied Nichols to at least five people. Mm. That's not cool. No. Police officers, you know... <laughs> they they've got standards they must meet and rules, and they need to follow
1: them yeah and and I'm not saying this is a, a widespread problem absolutely not it's uh you know unfortunately you know uh not every officer is a bad officer, uh just like every person standing beside you may not be a bad person, but there could be that one bad person or uh, that cancer in some place, but uh, yeah, I, 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 it's just upsetting that you know we generalize an entire nation of police officers uh, by the the acts of a few. Mm-hmm. And you know we need to look at a bigger picture <clears throat> and 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 like I was saying the other day, education, I think, uh, within the department is uh, one of the key places that we need to start and, and enhance.
0: Vladimir Zelensky, Ukraine's president, is making a surprise visit to Britain today. Another item. An outbreak on a Spanish mink farm suggests bird flu can spread between mammals. Uh, So, experts are stressing the need for vigilance, not panic. Madonna has reinvented herself over and over again. Her new <laughs> face is a provocation. Okay,
1: A provocation.
0: What is a provocation?
1: Ah uh, that's kind of what I'm wondering. <laughs> what what it mean in this particular instance anyway? Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, action or speech that makes someone annoyed or angry, especially deliberately. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, AMC movie theaters.
0: Yeah, uh, they decided to charge different prices depending on where you sit mm-hmm. in their in their. Um, Auditorium in their theaters.
1: Yeah, from what I understand, uh, it, it's something to do with like line of sight and things like that. So, um, for uh, I believe, whenever you purchase AMC tickets, you have to choose your seats anyway, and you have been having to do that for a while now. So, what they've done is, uh, if you choose to do so in the center section, you're going to pay. I think they're saying at least uh, two dollars more. They're test marketing that in places like Chicago and New York and, and bigger cities like that, but they expect by the end of summer that that's going to be uh, pretty much a given at all AMC theaters, and backing up on that, that m- helps make you appreciate uh, what our local theater owners and things do and, uh, the, well. and and how they try to keep the prices down and, and affordable for folks to go out and see a movie.
0: Yeah. Well, um, I, I for a few years I had an arm's length connection to AMC theaters in Columbus, and uh, the Palace was one, and oh, um, well, I can't think of the other one. Anyway. Um, uh, uh, the movie industry has gone through ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. And right now it's on an on, on uh, ebb, mm-hmm. you might say. Um, we'll just see what happens. Um, LeBron James. Yeah, how about that? The Los Angeles Lakers star broke the NBA career scoring record in the last day or two, overtaking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, he um, so what? How many points has LeBron scored? Thirty-eight thousand three hundred and eighty-eight points. Wow! Wow!
1: That's a whole lot of baskets.
0: <laughs> yeah. absolutely and you know what uh, almost the entire
1: league has reached out to say way to go man and I, I think you know that's a, uh, a milestone that everyone should even your worst enemies, should say congratulations to you on reaching something like that
0: all right um, Gustavo Dudamo Dudamel, Duda Dudamel, right. Gustavo Dudamel.
1: I think we're about out of time, Dave. If we, we are.
0: He's the new director of the New York Philharmonic, and we are out of time. See you tomorrow, folks.
1: In our 73rd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. FM.